0: A shed and 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 i oh, no.
1: Ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi <laughs> Rabbil Alamin <laughs> wa ala sayyidil mursalin sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Respected elders <laughs> and dear brothers the first and only hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam known as Hajjatul Wada was the culmination of 23 years of ups and downs in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam 23 years of triumphs and losses 23 years of gains and sacrificing. Hajjatul Wada' was the climactic point in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. To truly appreciate this Hajjatul Wada', the farewell Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it is absolutely necessary for us to reflect over the many struggles and sacrifices that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had endured along the journey that culminated with Hajjatul Wada. For 30 long years in Makkatul Mukarramah, Rasulullah sallallahu his family members, the close Sahaba, his tribesmen, they were subjected to all types of hostility. They were subjected to oppression. They were the victims of even murder. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam watched and observed as his wife Khadija radiallahu ta'ala fell ill economic sanctions and during the boycott that were imposed on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family. His wife Khadija radiallahu ta'ala fell ill due to that. And immediately after the sanctions were lifted, he passed away. This was a personal struggle in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu along the journey that culminated with Hajjatul Wada. 23 years of sacrifice, 23 years of struggles. There were many personal struggles in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu that he had encountered during his life. all of his children, with the exception of Fatima radiallahu ta'ala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried all of his children with his own hand. Abdullah, his son Abdullah, seven month old baby. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried him in Makkah al Mukarramah. And then his son Al Qasim, the first of the children of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to pass away. Also Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried him in Makkah al Mukarramah. In the second year of Hijrah, in Al-Madinah Munawwarah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a daughter who is in her early 20s, Ruqayyah radiallahu ta'ala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loses his daughter Ruqayyah radiallahu ta'ala then in the seventh year of Hijrah, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loses another adult daughter of his Um Kulthum, radiallahu ta'ala in the ninth year of hijra Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loses two of his children, his son Ibrahim and his daughter Zainab, radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. The point for us to truly appreciate the significance of hajjatul wada' in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is important for us to reflect over the journey that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had traversed and that he had traveled along in order for him to reach this climactic point in his life. Rasulullah was driven out of his homeland. There was a manhunt that was launched against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and when he arrives in to Munawwara in the second year of Hijrah, the battle of Badr takes place. The third year of Uhud takes place. The fifth year of hijrah, the battle of Khandaq takes place. Struggle upon struggle. There were triumphs along the journey. There were losses along the journey. There were struggles along the journey. But Hajjatul Wada' was not the outcome of some easy or simple preparation that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to encounter. It was in and the end of the journey. This was right at the end of his journey. It culminated with Hajjatul Wada. Allah subhanahu wa taala allowed him to enjoy that climactic point. In the sixth year of Hijrah, another struggle. Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam attempts to undertake Umrah and he is stopped by the enemy, approximately twenty kilometers in a place called Hudaybiyah. He is stopped there from entering into Makkah to Mukarramah and he's refused entering into Makkah to Mukarramah. He has to return to al to Munawwarah. And then finally, in the tenth year of Hijrah, in the tenth year of Hijrah, after spending 10 years in Al-Madinatul to Munawwarah towards the end of the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 81 days before his demise, 81 days before his departure from this world, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala allows Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to undertake the journey of Hajjatul Wada. wa'ad ibn Jabal Rajallahu Ta'ala who, he was a very, very senior Sahabi of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and one who enjoyed a very special spot in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in fact Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said to Mu'ad ibn al-Jabal Ya Mu'ad inni uhibbuk he was such a special sahabi of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa openly expressed his love for Mu'ad rajallahu ta'ala what did he say? Oh Mu'ad, I really love you. Mu'ad rajallahu ta'ala who prior to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam announcing that he will perform hajj that year Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appointed him to try Ali radiallahu ta'ala who is already in Yemen. Ali radiallahu ta'ala who was sent sallallahu alayhi wa to conquer the land of Yemen. So Ali radiallahu ta'ala who, after he sent the good Bar sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the biggest tribe in Yemen, the tribe of Hamdan, they had embraced Islam. Rasul sallallahu decided to send Mu'adh ibn Jabal ta'ala who, to go and teach the people deen and to teach them Islam and to introduce them to the different laws and teachings of the Sharia. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is walking at the side of the mount of Mu'adh radiallahu ta'ala This is before Hajj, before the announcement of Hajj, after the month of Ramadan. So as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is escorting him towards the outskirts of Medina in the direction of Yemen, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had certain pieces of advice. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reached a certain point and he wished now to bid farewell to Mu'adh r.a. He says, Ya Mu'adh, إِنَّكَ عَسَىٰ اللَّهُ عَدَىٰ Oh Mu'adh, after this year you will not ever meet me again. Mu'adh r.a. who cannot believe what he is here is his final meeting with the nabi of allah sallallahu Alaihi wasallam in this world so he breaks down he cries a rasul sallallahu Alaihi wasallam said to mu'ad oh mu'ad the next time you come to al-madinat al-munawwaran you will find my masjid and you will find my qabr this is our final meeting of mu'ad who is overwhelmed with grief and he begins to cry he is shattered he is broken a rasul sallallahu Alaihi wasallam said to mu'ad a prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam Became emotional. He turned his heart, he turned in the direction of Medina, his face in the direction of Yemen. And he says, Ya Mu'ad, inna awl al oh Mu'ad, distance in this world does not mean that we are distant from one another. In the awl al the closest of people to me, whether they have met me, whether they have been with me, whether they performed hajj with me or not the awl an-nasibi the closest of people to me o oh Mu'ab, al-muttaqun al-muttaqun the pious allah conscious servants the pious and allah conscious servants they are the closest people to me the closest to my heart man kanu wa wherever they may be wherever they may be in the month of dhul qa'dah so this incident happened Prior to Rasulullah sallallahu announcement that he will embark on Hajjatul Wada', the first and only Hajj in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu The hadith of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, Makatha sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bil madinati tis'a sinin in lam yahujah. A Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam he remained for nine years in al-Madinatul Munawwarah. After he was driven out of Makkatul Mukarramah, nine years in Madinatul Munawara, he did not perform a single Hajj. There were multiple Umrahs that he performed after the sixth year of Hijrah. There were, according to some, up to four Umrahs that Rasulullah had undertaken during his lifetime. But at this point, he did not perform a single Hajj. And it was now the tenth year of, of Hijrah. He then says that, Wafil khamis min qa'dah, The fifth of the month of the Al-Qa'dah. We are now in the, in the month of the Al-Qa'dah. Today is the twelfth of the qadah So that year... 10 AH Hijrah on the 5th of the Qada, Rasulullah made an announcement and he informed the Ummah that he plans on performing Hajj that year. Jabir ta'ala says that the moment news spread through Medina, and news spread to the outskirts of Al Madinah to Minaura. In fact, this news spread throughout the Arab Peninsula. He says the moment that happened, فَقَدِيمَ الْمَدِينَةَ بَشَرٌ كَثِيرٌ. A large group of people began, and to that day onwards. So, Badinatul Munawwara became a hive of activity. There were people who were closer to Makkah to Mukarnama, and who could have joined the delegation and who could have joined the group proceeding towards Hajj when Rasulullah actually arrived at their locality but they preferred to come all the way to Badinatul Munawwara and be in the company of the Prophet ﷺ from the time he set out on this journey of his. He says Medina was a hive of activity for the next twenty days. It is the fifth of Dhu'l Qada. Alaihi Wasallam will depart from Al-Madinah to Munawara on the twenty-fifth of Dhu'l Qada. He says, according to some, the according to others, it was impossible for them to accurately. Accurately capture the amount of hujjaj who were proceeding with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Others say there were 114,000. Others say there were 124,000. Others, 150,000 of them had joined Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam on this momentous, historic occasion—the culmination of the 23 years of struggles of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ali r.a. who is in Yemen. Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam sends a message to Ali ibn Abi Talib ta'ala You join me but you come directly to Makkah al-Mukarramah. And when you come, bring a hundred camels along with you. A hundred camels along with you. Rasulullah sallallahu said in the hadith, that there is no deed that is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Eid al-Adha than the spilling of blood, the qurbani animal. And that is why we look forward to that act, we look forward to it. We prepare for it. We ensure that we carry it out. ourselves. Allah, Allah says on the day of Eid, on the 10th of Dhul-Hijjah, the greatest deed in the sight of Allah is the spilling of the blood of that animal. Rasulullah sallam leaves on Saturday, the 25th of Dhul-Qa'dah. He travels for a distance of 9 kilometers until he arrives at Dhul-Hulaifah. Now, who have performed Hajj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to visit al Haramain, al sharifain the holy land of Makkah al-Mukarramah and the holy land of Al-Aqsa time and time again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not deprive a single one of us. On the 25th of Dhul-Qa'dah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaves after Buhar Salam. Saturday he leaves, he proceeds to Dhul-Hulayfa. Dhul-Hulayfa is the Miqat. The Miqat is that point beyond which you cannot cross unless you are in a state of Ihram. So when you are going from al to Munawwara, the point at which you are going to make the intention of Ihram is at Dhul-Ulayfa. Today it is commonly known as Abiyar Ali. You will notice there is a big billboard and on that billboard there is written Abiyar Ali. Some refer to it as Bir Ali. The taxi drivers when they are looking for passengers, to that area, you hear them shouting out, Beer Ali, Beer Ali, Beer Ali. What does Beer Ali mean? Or what does Abiar Ali mean? It means the wells of Ali. Now you might think it's attributed to Ali radiallahu ta'ala, which is not the case. Who is Ali? And why is that area, that very, very significant miqat, at which Rasulullah sallallahu wa had made the intention of Ihram, and where we don our Ihram, and make the, inten- make the intention of Umrah. Umrah. Ali, who is Ali? Ali bin Dinah. Rahimahullah. He was the Sultan of Darfur. Darfur in Sudan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow peace to prevail in that region and in that area. He was the Sultan of Darfur and he performed Hajj about 125 years ago. When he arrived at that region, he found that there were no proper facilities found in that area. So many people were coming for Hajj. People, but there were not proper facilities and there were no real wells or boreholes, there was no real infrastructure, the masjid was not in such a good state. So he was the one who instructed, and upon his, his expense, were boreholes and wells dug in that region. And since as Abiyar Ali, the wells of Ali, referring to who? Ali bin Dinar. The Sultan of Darfur, Rahimahullah. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala have mercy upon him. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he mounted his ride. Sahaba radiAllahu taalaahu and taalaam on which he had boarded. Anas radiAllahu taalaahu and says, "Hajjaa ala rafidin rastin wa tahtahu qatifa." The Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم, he could have chose the best conveyance, but he wanted to show to the Ummah that for in order for you to perform Hajj, you do not have to. You do not have to aim for the best. Whatever is within your means and whatever is within your capacity. Had Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa chosen the best, then the ummah would have felt that we need to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and choose the best for us. But he chose a second class inferior quality animal to teach the ummah that the primary objective And the primary embark on this journey is not the conveyance, is not the accommodation, it is not the type of food that we eat, it is not the type of clothes that we wear. But you are going to Rabbul Kaaba, you are going to Allah, you are taking this journey. It may be a physical journey that you are undertaking, but it is a spiritual journey that leads you to Allah. And along the way, everything else is secondary. The conveyance is secondary. The type of food you eat is secondary. The hotel in which you stay, the hotel in which you live, the distance from the haram to the hotel, the distance from the jamarah, the distance from one point to the other, all of that is irrelevant. And that's what the alaihi wasallam taught us throughout the journey of Hajj, I should be Allah. I'm undertaking this journey to meet my Allah. Allah has invited me as a guest, nothing else, nothing else should distract me from Allah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has extended this invitation, I have shin, I will not allow anything to come between me and the host with Allah. Allah as he boarded this ride of his, he says, Hajjah, Oh Allah, allow this to be a Hajj in which there is no showing off, in which there is no ostentation, in which there is not the seeking of fame, in which there is not the seeking of popularity. Rasul is making this dua, the one who was furthest away from ostentation, the one who was furthest away from seeking popularity and fame, and seeking glory for himself, he made the dua on that occasion. Rasul he spent the night, he spent the night in Dhul Hulaifah, I got it big stack of notes. So we we'll just skip as much as possible in order for us to get to Makkatul Al-Mukarramah, inshaAllah. But whenever we have the opportunity to study the Hajjatul Wada'ah, the farewell Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, we should do so. Especially those who embark upon Hajj. And those who go for umrah as well, study the hajj that Rasulullah had undertaken, and the experiences that he had along the way, and the type of people he met with, and more importantly, his attitude, his composure, his tolerance, his sabah, his patience, his care, his applause, and character that he displayed on that occasion. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah sallallahu he offered the Asr Salah Saturday. The Asr Salah at Dhul Wabatafiha He spent the night at Nisa Huleifa. He took all his wives along on that journey. All of them. Accompanied him on carriages that were built for them. And these carriages, they were installed or they were placed on the backs of camels. And his wives were seated in these carriages or these pavilions, we call them. Haudij. a Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam took time. That was his habit in Al-Madinatul Munawwara. Every day after Asr Salah, he set aside time to spend quality time with every single one of his wife, every single day of his life. Today I have one wife, but I can't find the time to spend quality time with her. He had nine wives sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And every single day he set aside time to spend quality time with each one of them. And even on al- Hajj. It was his habit. So after he offered the Asr salah, what did he do? He has a hundred and twenty-five thousand hujjaj with him. Yet, he needs time with his wife. And he did that, that night. The next day, on Sunday, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, after Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, had taken the ghusl, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala applied perfume to the body of Rasulullah sallallahu he put on his Ihram. He put on the Izar, the lower garment. He put on the ridar, the upper garment. Thumma ahalla And then he made the intention of performing hajj and umrah. And then he mounted the Qaswa. He mounted his animal. And as soon as he mounted his Labbayka Allahumma labbayk. Labbayka la sharika lak labbayk. Inna ni'mata lak, wal mulk. La sharika lak." As he boarded his animal Qaswa. He then proceeded. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa traveled to different rest stations, different rest stops along the way. He went to Al-Malal. There's so much that transpired, so many incidents as we said happened along the way, so many wonderful experiences that he had, so many great things that he taught to the people and by extension to the Ummah along the way. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa arrived at the place Rauha. You and I, we can visit this place. It's In fact, we can visit all of these. Different stations that he stopped at. While based in Al to Munawwara, there's one specific rest stop. It's about 87, 87 kilometers away from Al-Madinatul Munawwara. And it's along the route that takes you to Jeddah. Not the road that takes you to Makkah Al-Mukarramah. 87 kilometers away. Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stopped at a place called Rauha Now this is a very important, a very significant, a very auspicious place. Many people do go and visit it while they're based in it. It's called today Deer Rauha There's a well over there. Rasul Sallallahu he would travel from al Badina to Munawwara he would stop at ar rawha the valley of Ar-Rauhah, he would drink from that well and Ar-Rasul alayhi wasallam, he said about this place ar rawha that the Anbiya alayhimu was wassalam, the route that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had undertaken from Al-Madinatul Munawwara to Makkah al-Mukarramah was the route that was travelled and the route that every Nabi had journeyed along to get to Makkah al-Mukarramah. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam arrived at this place of Rawha Anas, radiallahu ta'ala, who said, فَمَا بَلَغْنَا فَجَرْ رَوْهَا أَتَّ بَحَتْ أَصْوَاتُنَا He said, by the time we got to ar rawha Ar-Rَوْهَا From Dhul-Huleifa to Malal, from Malal it was Sayyala, from Sayyala it was Ar-Rَوْهَا At the time we got to, our voices were completely dried and down because of the Talbiya. The we babe, you were shouting out the Talbiya. A Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, while he was in Dhul-Huleifa, he said to the Sahaba Atani Jibreel, Jibreel A.S. came to me, he visited me, and he said to me that I should instruct every one of you to raise your voices with the Talbiyah. So by the time we got to Rawha, Anas radiallahu ta'ala says, the voices were lost, and the voices were dried up because of the Talbiyah that we had been shouting out along the way. Allah said about rawha minha aw aw Rasulullah s.a. S.a. spoke about Isa a. When Isa returned, Rasulullah s.a.w. S.a. says he will perform hajj. The way Nabi s.a.w. S.a. S.a. performed hajj and Rasulullah s.a.w. S.a. says he will come to arrawha, this place that we are camped at tonight. He will come here. Isa s.a. S.a. will come here and from here will he intend to perform umrah and he will perform hajj. Rasulullah s.a. 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 said about Ar-Rawha, the place Rasulullah s.a.w. said, وَلَقَدْ مَرَّ بِهَا مُوسَىٰ alayhi s-salam. Musa alayhi salam he too visited Ar-Rawha. And Rasulullah s.a.w. said, Musa alayhi salam had with him 70,000 of his followers. And all of them performed hajj. And all of them passed through that valley of Ar-Rawha. Rasul s.a.w. then continued along the journey. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed through an area known as Al-Araj. Which was the fourth rest station that Rasulullah spent some time at? Rasulullah continued along the journey until he came to a place called Al Abwa. Now, what's so significant about Al Abwa? Al Abwa is about just under 300 kilometers away from Al to Munawwara. Al Abwa is the place where the mother of Rasulullah is buried. Aminah. Bint Wahab, radiyallahu ta'ala anha, wa She is buried at the famous incident that Rasul sallallahu alayhi speaking about the struggles. That Hajjatul Wada'a was the culmination of 23 years of struggles in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu and the struggles that he had endured before that. He was six years old. Amina, Rasulullah sallallahu father, Abdullah, is buried in Al-Madinatul Munawwara. He was traveling on a trade journey and he fell in he passed away in Al Medina to Munawara. Amina visits her relatives in Al Medina to Munawara and she's returning with Rasulullah sallallahu and with the nanny. Who is the nanny? Um Ayman. another amazing woman sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Umm Mu'ayman, her name was Barakah. She was a an, an Ethiopian woman, and she was at the side of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam from the time he came into this world. She was received him when he came into this world. She was there at his side when he lost his mother, and it is there where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam stopped at Alabwa, not on this journey, but on a separate, uh, on a different journey. And he stood at the cover of his mother. And Sahaba said, we stood with him, and he began to cry, and he made every one of us cry as he stood there at the qabr and the graveside of his mother. A Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he passed through Al-Harshah. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to Al-Harshah, which is found between al-Abwa and Makkah al-Mukarramah over there Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, ila Musa it is it is as if i can picture Musa alayhi salam when he in this area he had his fingers placed into his ears and he was shouting out the talbiyah labbaik Allahumma labbaik labbaik la sharika lak labbaik innal hamda wan ni'mata lak wal mulk la sharika lak said with the breath Allah will okay. inshallah grant us the opportunity to say in the Haram لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيْكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ Wan وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْقُ لَا شَرِيْكَ لَكَ May Allah grant us all the opportunity to perform hajj. And grant us all the opportunity to go to Baitullah. A Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam continued. Eventually a Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa arrived in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Before entering Makkah al-Mukarramah, he stopped at a place... Boutuwa. Today it is a suburb in makkah al mukarramah it's called al-Dahir. You can visit a suburb, the suburb in makkah al mukarramah it's about 6 kilometers away from the Haram. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, over there, he took his ghusl and his bath before entering makkah al mukarramah Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, arrived in makkah al mukarramah he performed the rituals of Umrah. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remained about 4 kilometers out of makkah al mukarramah at a place called al-Abtah. Al Abtah, and then he would come and visit the Haram until the 8th. On the morning of the 8th, Rasul proceeded towards Mina, which was a Thursday. So when Rasulullah went to Arafah, the Friday, it was Yomu Arafah. When Rasulullah performed Hajj, Yomu Arafah, the day of Arafah, the 9th of Abdul Hijjah, was a Friday. When he finished off with Arafa, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then proceeded towards Muzdalifah he proceeded towards Mina the pelting, and so on and so forth to place on the next Wednesday Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam proceeded back to Al Madinah to Munawara. There was one incident allow me to share it with you before Rasulullah sallallahu returned to Al Madinah to Munawara, he was ready to leave and Aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala came up to him Aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala when they were at one place called Sarif Series, not to far away from Makkah to Mukarramah, she had experienced her menses, which means she could not perform Umrah. She did the Hajj, but it, she, not, she did not get the Umrah because she was in a state of her and haiz. So when Rasulullah was, was about to leave from Madinatul she wasalam, and she says, I want to be of Allah, all your other wives got an Umrah and a Hajj, I only got a Hajj, I want a Umrah as well. A Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rahmanil He calls her brother Abdul Rahman, Oh Abdul Rahman, take away Tanaim. That's why when we go to Tanaim, it's called Masjid Aisha, where we put on the ihram. Should you want to do another Umrah? It's called Masjid's incident. She went She went to that place, she did her Umrah, and then she came back. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Aisha, can we now leave? She said, Oh Nabi of Allah, I am done. A Rasul sallallahu alayhi Wasallam then returned and proceeded back to Al-Madinatul Munawwarah As we are entering Al-Madinatul Munawwarah Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala said Rasulullah sallallahu he witnesses, he sees the mount of Uhud. And he says, هذا جبل يحبنا wa nuhibbuh. This is a mountain that loves us and we love it back. We must visit Uhud. But learn about Uhud. Learn about that. about the battle of Uhud. Don't just go to, okay, I've ticked the box, I've visited Uhud and that's it. Learn what happened at Uhud. Learn no, of no. the sacrifice that took place and the injury that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had sustained at Uhud. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, this is the mountain that loves us and we love it back. And then Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered al madinah bunawwara. Aibu na taibu na li rabbina hamidun. This is the end of Dhul-Hijjah. Eleventh year of Hijrah starts. Month of Muharram passes. Month of Safar enters. End of the month of Safar, Rasulullah falls ill. Eleven days, he is in a state of sickness and illness on the 12th of Rabi'ul-Awwal. In the eleventh year of Hijrah, Rasul Wasallam departs from this world. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the understanding. da'wana